And welcome everybody to the Between Two Wheels podcast. This is Tyler Yonke coming to you today, episode 169. April Fools is over, but we've got one of the biggest fools on with us today, John Novikov. He's not going to be a special guest. He's just going to join me. We're going to talk cycling. We're going to talk everything else. We had April Fools. We had the Tour de Flanders on lockdown. Everyone's global lockdown. John, welcome, and how are you doing? I'm, I'm great. You know, on lockdown, is that going to be like the new trend? Do we get to just start shredding the internet with videos on lockdown? That's kind of like the uh, leading quote. Because there's a lot I could put out there video. Well, actually, I, I better keep my mouth shut. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming in here. And as you said, hey, let's let's record something and let's uh, ruin the internet. So I think that's ruin the internet <laughs> or ruin our reputations. Which one? Let's do it. We're overachievers. We do both at the same time pretty easily. I agree. Okay. Well, so look, new normal. I don't know what is the new normal, but why don't you talk to me kind of what your life is? Because I'm sure it's like everyone else's. And so we'll just, you know, every time I talk to someone, kind of find out how it's going. So give me give me the breakdown of what you're doing. And are you able to work still? And um, you tired of your family yet? Yeah, no. Um, you know, we're pretty lucky from a, from a work standpoint. You know, we're... Uh, my wife has been working from home for the last, last 15 years and uh, myself on and off. And, you know, we're with the kind of jobs we have, you know, in the financial industry and, and in logistics, it's we're somewhat insulated in the fact that it's not going to stop, but we're pretty busy right now with what's going on. But uh, so busy is good. Obviously um, the alternative would be, would be tough to deal with, but um, yeah, we're, uh, just like I think most everybody else, the schools are shut down. So we are now uh, educators <laughs> of uh, of two kids. Or you know, our kids are twelve and ten, and and so they definitely need some structure. Um, and uh, yeah, going through the just going through the process of you know making sure that they're getting what they need from the school perspective, and, and being able to work at the same time has been pretty tough, but. We're getting through it. It's fine. Yeah. So, you? Are, are you are you relearning uh, like uh, you know twelve and ten? You know, you relearning the math for uh, elementary school. How, how's that going? Yeah, the the, the new math. It's uh, right. <laughs> no, it's it's fine, right? You know, but um, I haven't had to do much algebra in the last fifteen years, so that's, that's been uh, that's been new. Good. Good. So I'm glad I'm glad you're uh, spruced up with it. Uh, are they online doing any uh, remote learning like online too, or is it uh, how how is their situation? Just curious, curious on that. One. Yeah. So yeah. So they've got um, you know they get an uh, an email uh, weekly with kind of the week's workload. Uh, and again, this is all new. I think from the teacher standpoint, so they're still trying to feel out what's going on because right. the first email my son got was you know looked like three weeks of work rolled into one day and he was just pulling his hair out trying to get, because he, he likes to get everything done ahead of time. And yeah. it, was, it was fun to watch him just kind of try and plow through that. But no, every day they're on, they're on uh, some sort of Google meeting, Google doc, uh, video chat with their teachers uh, just for about an hour, hour and a half. That's about it. And then, you know, it's on the Xbox and other things. <laughs> right. Well, what's, what's interesting is, is it's time management, right? I mean, it's like anything else with chores. You're like, hey, get these done and then you can do your other thing. And hey, get your schoolwork done. Get done with that. And then that's that's uh, you have time to do else and, and see how quickly they either um, don't t- pay attention and they get it done too quickly or, or they focus down on it. So it's I think there's some learning that can be useful for the kids at this point. Yeah, I, I resulted to a whiteboard up in, in each of their rooms that has kind of a list of what they have good, to get through. Good, good, yeah. Whatever. I, I am not – we have one, their youngest in eighth grade, and um, they – 
his school just has they, they did a um what did they call it uh testing of, of a week uh it wasn't even a full week of online learning the other the other kids are mostly going so they did a, a week uh, four days and it was practice as they called it yeah um so it didn't really even matter and he's the one that needs a little bit more structure uh but for me yeah we're just like hey you get it done. You know, you're in high school, you're in college, figure it out. You know, this is, this is the real world. So, and actually they, they've mostly liked the non-structure of it. So one child was complaining that the teacher was like classes at 10. And so I'm going to have you all have to join in at 10 and they're like, eh, come on, just, just give us the stuff and let's do it. So uh, anyway, right. You getting the kids out and and riding and doing some exercising too. You know, we have, as long as the weather's cooperating, I mean, part of being locked down at the house and not being able to go out, go anywhere, you know, let alone, you know, go to Tahoe or the city, wherever, wherever you want, you know, we normally go as a family or right. anybody does. Um, you know, now that the parks are kind of shut down, you can't really drive to any, I guess you can still drive to trailheads, but um, yeah, we've been getting out riding the bike uh, as much as possible. <laughs> Which, I mean, I, from a, from a work standpoint, my, my travel schedule has been pretty well um, shuttered. So right. um, I've, I've been getting more volume in, in the, in the last couple of weeks than, uh, than I think I've ever had. So it's, kind of fun to get out but uh um yeah it, the, the weather just hasn't been cooperating I mean, well you it's pouring buckets today right yeah the, this last two days saturday sunday it's been pretty nasty yeah. so i i saw that ahead of time and i ramped up into the weekend and then just took a few days off but you and i discussed this where you know you're working from home and you i'm gonna go ride you know lunch or something like that it, i'm much more efficient because i could work right up to get dressed kind of still doing some work and then head out do an hour, come back and back into to the, the workload. You don't have to, you know, get changed at work and all that extra stuff that, you know, drive maybe to someplace. So it's uh it's been useful for getting fit. And I asked you the question, what are we getting what are we getting fit for? I don't, <laughs> I don't know what what the, what are we doing? I know, right? We're, well maybe we'll have another short cycling uh, season like I don't know. Hey, we're we're all hopeful that something's gonna come together right. in, in the in the fall um maybe late summer hopefully but you know in the fall um and then i guess your cycle cross season right that's yeah that starts fall but you know maybe, maybe we'll have another season like we did this year where it'll be super short something else to come up you know we can we can just win the first few races and and move on right and you know it- hindsight we should have pushed harder right up to the end so that you we would just go into this whole thing with the uh the bar bat you know and then be able to just yeah. sit back little did we know it would have been perfect season for us little did we know yeah let me let me ask you a few questions so we'll we'll talk some specific cycling things here i don't know if you've you've kind of taken a look at any of the news have you been following any news or is it just kind of like global news and kind of put cycling to the to the side you know, from my perspective, my wife and I kind of approach it a couple different ways. But for for site, like I, I am so inundated with. I mean, in my feed, in every every news outlet you look at, you're just getting blown up about what's going on out there, right? right? So obviously, I'm looking at you know things that I need to know about locally um, and stay up to date with that. But man, I've I've kind of put my not head in the sand, so to speak. But I'm I'm you know, keeping my head down and, and not reading into every single news report that comes out because it, it can get overwhelming, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but not even just um, the on the global issue, you know, those things come up and you see kind of some news things. But even yeah. are you are you trying to distract yourself with any uh, cycling news or is, are you kind of just leaving that alone as well? Yeah. So my new distraction is Zwift. <laughs> 
I'm, uh, I, I tried it a couple years ago and just, you know, wasn't really into it. I'd rather stare at, you know, some dude riding a Dolomite and listen to music and, and crank out some power. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, obviously riding on the internet is just taking everything by storm. Look at, you know, the races that are happening that have happened in the last couple of weeks, right? Tour of right. Flanders just wrapped up today, right? Right. right. Yeah. The lockdown version. So we can we can talk about the that a little bit. You, you, so you got back into you in Zwift. I know you just got a new spin bike, and I think I, is that it behind you? What I can see. Uh, yeah, it's the new lady right back there. So why don't you talk yeah, a I little got, bit? I got talk, tell me about it. The, what what kind of bike that is? Uh, you know, name it out and uh, give some details of why you got this over than just a, 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 a an adaptive trainer that you know. What do they call those? Smart trainer. Smart trainers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the trainers, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll give you kind of my thought process behind it. So I've, I've been running a, a an old spin bike from the last 15 years. It's been great. I put a Stages power meter on it just so I can have something to look at while I'm grinding away. But, um, you know, it was – it had been refinished a few times and needed some – I needed a new one. So went out just kind of looking at what was hitting the market – and the three top bikes were the Tax Neo, um, which is behind me, which is what I chose, the Kicker, and then the uh, Watt Bike Adam. Um, another guy on YouTube, DC Rainmaker, great reviewer, um, he posted some pretty in-depth articles about it. And every bike's going to be different for every person. And this one just seemed to fit my, my style and, and kind of what my uses would be um, a little bit better than the other two. So I chose it. Can, can and, you uh, I, before you go? Can you what what are those? Yeah. I mean, you say they they fit your style and, and your use. What 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 was that that specifically? Yeah, so so I I I don't want to put any of my bikes on a trainer. Like take the rear wheel off, okay. put it on, and then you know because uh, I I one I sweat a ton. Two I'm I'm a heavier guy, so if I'm you know cranking away on 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 a carbon stain stay on it. Yeah. Uh, that's hooked up to a trainer. I mean, it's just, it's not very good for my bike. So um, I needed a full system. The, uh, the, the kicker bike, again, I'm, I'm heavier. So I, I like to uh, push a bigger gear, I guess. Um, the kicker bike was a one kind of a pod tripod situation and it had one uh, um, support. So it, it seemed kind of, I watched one of the reviews on it and it kind of just rocked back and forth a little bit too much for me i like something a little bit more solid to stand on and then the uh the atom just didn't have any ability to upload to uh, i'm sure they're going to fix that at some point but no uh, none of the other head units would, would uh upload to that bike um so it, it, it didn't fit the bill either but uh, i was able i was in minneapolis um uh, last year and i was able to actually sit on this the, the tax neo bike and I just like the ergonomics of it. Just everything felt really good on it. The buttons were nice. Um, it looked pretty cool. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much why I chose the the fans are a little wonky, um, but they do their job and they look a little weird. But uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's it's I've used so I, literally I wrote it my first time yesterday and I love it. I, I spent you know way more time hurting myself on that than I would uh, just normally with my other spin bike. Um, and the Zwift application has been kind of fun to play with. I, again, total newbie at it, but I, I really enjoy, uh, because you can kind of see the rollers come in the top of the hill. You can have some guy ride up on you and then all of a sudden you're, you know, throwing out lots that you probably shouldn't just cause you know, in the first five minutes of a, of an hour and a half ride. And, and, uh, I don't know, it, it's, it's fun. I, I'm just, 
you know, reading a ton of this is, again, this is my distraction from everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, and helps me keep, you know, sane from, you know, trying to not tell my kids to stop doing stuff every 10 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, so that connects up to Strava quite nicely then pretty easily. It does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's been, that's been one of my, well, look like you, I, I putting my bike on, on a trainer, it, it's, I'm, I could be pretty rough. And so I've kind of had some of those same fears, maybe not the same as you, uh, to the same extent. And then I just hate riding inside and it's, so I have not been doing it. I've been riding outside. I will say, uh, in my defense a little bit, in case there's some people out there that want to uh, mock me for, or shame me for doing so during this time. Um, I'm actually quite careful on, I've, I've, I've thought about this over the years as well. You know, you're getting older, you have kids. I've, I've had some, some wrecks just out training. I, you know, I think I talked to you about it. Um, 2015, I was doing this ride out where we do salmon falls and I got hit by a car and it was pretty traumatic. Um, and so, you know, I don't want those things to happen right now as well. So I'm actually much more, a little bit more cautious just due to the fact that I don't want to be in the hospital at this time. Uh, but then the roads are wide open as well. So there's kind of a two prong thing. And so I've been getting out. I have not been riding indoors and I know, you know, here we're not, um, under it's like in Europe where they're basically not allowing you to do so. So it makes more sense for some of these, uh, you know, pros and stuff. So that's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not joining the Strava game yet. I have Strava. Yeah. yeah no, no, not I, Strava. I, um, Zwift, Zwift, Zwift. Yeah. I'm joining the Strava. Game. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before for me, it's, it's really just the way my life has played out as far as time and built, you know, my ability to be able to, to train on the bike. It's just, you know, I either do it late at night or super early in the morning. Um, and I like the just consistency of being able to bang out an hour when, you know, it's hot, it's cold, it could be perfect outside. I just know it's only going to take an hour. I can get back to work or time with my family. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, when I was training for nationals, what, 2015, I was riding a lot. I was doing doubles. So I would get up early in the morning, which I hated. I'd get up early in the morning. And even if it's just, I could really tell, like, let's say it's just like 35, 45 minutes uh, in the morning, then you go ride in the afternoon. Uh, that, just that little, because it's so focused, you know, it really, that it, yeah. it makes a difference. So I, I get what you're saying. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it's, again, like, I think right now with everybody's trying, everybody's, looking for something alternative inside. Right. And, uh, so I'm sure these bikes are hard to keep in stock and people are, you know, eating it up. There's lifts blowing up pretty big right now. Um, it there's is another app that's really cool by the way. So something that I ran across just, uh, literally yesterday, I haven't really spent much time thinking about it because, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out, and I've, I've got a bunch of people sending me messages about how to connect with people on Zwift. There's, yeah obviously the companions app and, and so you can set up meetings and get together with people and go ride. But, uh, um, you know, somebody had mentioned, why not have like a, you know, coffee Republic ride or, or, you know, something like that. Just one of our standard weekly rides on Zwift. And so there's this other app called be cool. Hmm. Uh, and they, you can actually upload the video from a, so you could videotape one of your favorite rides and then upload it to their system or their software. And it'll, it'll produce the, you know, the wattage, the elevation, the also the downhills, everything, and still, and provide you the video of the, of the route. Is that, cool. isn't that what they did the tour of Flanders on today? I think it is It's exactly what they did on. Yeah. Okay. So we could talk about that real quick. So they do tour Flanders, obviously it's not going on. They chose like 13 different pros to do it. And I think it was just a little over like 32 K. And so I, I watched it. It was a little glitchy at times. 
But um, it was. Yeah. So, but I think they're going to, you know, there's it, what's cool. You, you be cool is one. I talked to that guy earlier this year, uh, RCV something or other. It's horrible. I don't remember. There's another arcade. Or, or, that's what it was. Something arcade. Uh, and then there's, there's another one I saw this week as well. And I don't remember the name for it. Um, that, it, you know, it's another online system that, uh, and they're doing, they're advertising a free, free few months of during the pandemic to be able to use. So, um, that, you know, the more, more systems, the, the, the more options for us, we'll have to check into that. Be cool. I just don't have a lot of the, the application to connect that. I don't have a smart trainer. So, and I hear that, uh, in Europe right now, it's, they're like, uh, almost out They're like a, a, you know, there's been a rush on them. So they're kind of out of those. That that in toilet paper. Okay. <laughs> that in toilet paper. But you know, garden hose, you're still good. It's summer's coming. Who needs who needs TP, right? Right, exactly. Of all the things, man. Yeah. So did you watch that um Flanders race? So do you want to tell everyone who I, won? Yeah, I, right. So yeah, Van Avermatt won. Um there was uh, quite a little sprint finish for second yeah. uh place. Uh who who was that? That was uh was Oliver Nason and um Nason, yeah. And then uh, blah, blah, blah. Roach, Nicholas Roach. Roach, yeah. yeah. So that seemed pretty cool. And you know, when you when you look at the guys that are actually on the bikes and their trainers, you know, they got the whole board in the back with all their sponsors. And the, yeah, I mean, like you, you know that that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Look at that old old jersey. Um, my head in the right spot. <laughs> so uh, um, I thought that was pretty cool. So you got to actually see them live doing yeah. their thing, you know, yeah. kids walking around doing whatever. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it was interesting. Interesting. I, I read another article from, uh, so I, I, what was it? The Yorkshire Grand Prix happened as well. Mm, okay. Uh, was that a, not too, not too long ago. You know, we, we've, we've got the local talent, uh, talented people, you know, you have all the names, uh, you know, Nielsen Palace comes to mind, but his sister Shana was involved in that uh, Zwift race. And it's always funny to, you know, when you read an article, you're trying to understand kind of, yeah, there's a news aspect to it, but there's always some sort of marketing in there, right? right. There was this app, you know, some communications app, and, you know, they're touting about how Team 2020 was going to have an edge because they had this new app that allowed them to speak to each other while they raced. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, just, I just thought it was kind of silly. Right. Yeah, I mean, not like we wouldn't be using a phone or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that that's uh, I I didn't know too much about that. That's that's always interesting. Uh, but you know, you're gonna have probably more of these. You know, like I imagine uh, Zwift will try to do something. You know, this be cool one was out there and they did theirs. Well, then we're gonna right. try to do another one. Um, and maybe uh, maybe we can do a Coffee Republic. That would be uh, that would be cool. You know, that that's something that would motivate me to try to get everything together to get on get online with this. So just so you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so April. Well, by the time by the time we get all that put together, we'll be out riding outside. I hope so. Well, we'll yeah, yeah. By the time I get Boomer gets out there, on there, um, <laughs> any you have. I know your what your industry is. Are they projecting at all anything like when you're going to be back and up and running? I mean, I don't know if you have any insight of or yeah. I, else. I, I no, not really. I mean, I think I think one with the schools being out, and two, I don't think any industry specifically or um, sector is going to be rushing to bring their, uh, their staff and people back out into the environment. I think, you know, you don't want to be that first um, foray back in and somebody gets sick and, right. you know, something bad happens. Um, so I think it's going to be a waiting game of, 
you know, watch and see what other people do and, and maybe get some clear direction. Our, you know, our company, thank goodness, has been at the, they're just very good about communication and uh, protecting their employees. So that's uh, good. No, we're, it's, it's tough, right? You know, we're just going to kind of wait and see what, what happens nationally. I'm interested to see, uh, and I talked a few weeks ago with my friend uh, Jonathan Scriven, who uh, about all kinds of stuff. But one thing he made uh, was he's like, I could see us coming out of this, um, where we companies learn to streamline so much with this that they're you know they're not going to necessarily have to hire back full staff that they did because they've gone into that mode, which can be good and bad, right? I mean, bad for if you lose a job, but uh, I could see that. my hope. As I deal, I'm a family law attorney and I'm out in court all the time. There's things that bother me like crazy. And I'll give an idea, uh, an example. Uh, you do federal court, you can file everything online. You don't have to drop it off at the courthouse. You just upload it and mm-hmm. file it. If you're doing a long, unlawful detainers here in Sacramento, trying to kick someone out as a renter, you can file that online as well. Everything else, you have to literally go down to the court or have a runner to go take it. Or some of it, you can mail it in. And it's a pain. And they are having now to streamline this partly because so that's a that's a good thing that i see coming out of this is there's going to be some other hopefully it's where they're having to figure out how to do this and then they implement that going forward you never know but um so for me i'm hoping that you know we're going to get some good stuff out of this if and when i get back to work but i don't know yeah yeah no it's it's tough across i mean yeah you got a lot of companies that have you know technically you know, made the investment. And so they're really not skipping a beat right yeah. now. And yeah. then others that are struggling. So, right. Yeah. It's going to be tough. I mean, look at, uh, you know, 08, 09, when a lot of companies downsized as well, they started to do more with less. Right. And I, I think that <laughs> that uh, reality is going to, you know, I think make things a little bit more efficient on the outside of, you know, the, the downside, but the end of it, uh, once this kind of resolves, but right. yeah, it's, stuff that nobody's nobody's really insulated from it fully let me ask you a hard-hitting question how, how do you how do you feel about uh april fools and how do you what, feel what about kind of chamois cream do I <laughs> right and uh, please don't show us but how do you so, so here's a thing that i bother and chris and kurt are probably if they're even listening to this are gonna roll their eyes i'm i have this problem every year and it stretches way back to like 2011 where um velo news April Fool's comes about, they put out an article, uh, an April Fool's article, okay? Um, oh, yeah. And, right. And, and, and they break, and I, I, I wrote, a, I had a blog and I wrote about it and, and I pointed out at the time, they were, they loved this because there was one time where they, they, they fooled the Boston Globe or the Boston Herald, uh, used one of their stories and referenced them in it and they got punked, right? And I'm like, well, here's the problem though. You have Velo News, who is trying to be a serious news cycling news organization, right? We're in America. We're not in Europe. So this is not a big-time sport here. You actually get a big newspaper that decides to reference this, you know, Boulder company as a news article, and they get punked over it. Do you think they're ever going to go back to Velo News for hard-hitting news the, you know, 364 days of the year? No. And do you ever see the New York Times doing this? You never, you know, if you're a serious news article, a serious news stories, you have, you know, comic strips, or whatever, but you don't do that. So this year I was like, I was very curious what's going to happen. Pandemic, you know, we're going to have a truce. Um, Vela News, they didn't do it. But you know who did do it? 
cycling True. tips. And you know why cycling tips did it? Because there's all those same D-bags <laughs> they used to run Velo <laughs> News are now over at cycling tips. They ran a stupid article and it was this. It was uh, Zwift is now going to have a new crash mode that if you're, you're in front by a few hundred meters at the end, you can crash everyone out. <sighs> Just... That they they never fail wow. to 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 uh, impress me. I, so what's your opinion? That, that's a that's that's a pretty targeted audience right there. Just I mean, right. <laughs> people wanting to crash other people out, I guess. Uh, right. So so uh, push back on me. So do you have a problem with uh, April Fool? Do you have a problem with a uh, 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 reputable? Those in quotes, air quotes. Um, Look, that's that's like I I don't know. That's a tough one, right? Because <laughs> hey, those guys got got no news some airtime everywhere about the april fool's joke and the fact that you know yeah another publication did get kind of roped into that and bagged on a bit but you know from a marketing perspective win right i um i guess but that i mean <laughs> yeah I, I guess but you know what they used to do too they, they would they would they would also put out a, a tweet and they would say this is not an april fool's um article and i was like what, thank you for telling us, but what other news source ever says this is not fake news? Well, I mean, that's <laughs> they were ahead of their time. <laughs> yeah, it's a waste of uh, waste of space these days, right? Right. <laughs> um, I was hoping to argue with you on that, John. You're not uh, taking me up. I'm not being very. Yeah, I mean, look, I do. I'm, I'm, I like a little noise. I like okay. making uh, right. make a little 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 sound out there, but. You know, and then and then deal with the consequences to some degree. I mean, somebody pulled the, somebody pulled the trigger. Somebody somebody had the idea, rolled it up two other steps, two other people talked about it. Nobody was sure. And one somebody finally said, "Look, here, I'll, let's do it. This is great." And uh, it probably went off really well for the first thirty minutes, and then it, then it started to go down. You know, my sure. you know my biggest problem actually with all of that is is um they weren't very good. They weren't they were uh they weren't they weren't funny. You know, it's uh. Froome has alien DNA. Um, yeah, it's just it was shitty. It was bad writing. That's tabloid crap. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. I, you know, they, they, there are some funny people out there, right? And there's some funny writers. Let's get them involved next time. I don't know. They just they just didn't source it out. Okay. So not. Yeah, it's not not very not very HG Wells ish, huh? No. No. Um, so let me just go through some of these things that I thought it was interesting. And then you can, um, give me, cause I, I do want to talk to you kind of a, a little bit different topic here. Um, Daphne's postponed, uh, the Giro obviously postponed, uh, classics, you know, unless we could do those online, those are postponed. Um, you have tour of Utah. They're saying, nope, going to push that out to probably 2021 Tour to Swiss. So if we even do start racing, it looks like the only race that hasn't been put the very next one is the Tour de France. And there's probably not, I mean, that's that's probably very optimistic to get that up and running. Um, Bahrain McLaren, 70% rider pay cuts. Um, Laru Sudal, they're voluntarily taking a reduction in pay. Astana riders, they're already 30% cut. Now, they were already having a problem. They hadn't got paychecks, I think, for yeah. the last two months. Um, CCC says that they're going to suspend a majority of their staff and they've reduced rider salaries. Uh, Brunel, he's basically said, I'm not, what's the point? I'm not going to start. I'm, I'm stopping training. So what do you think of these um, teams? Oh, and, and I'll just say one other thing. A bunch of the teams are now contacting the UCI about trying to tap into the bank guarantees. Do you think the teams maybe reacted too quickly? Because you get your budget for the year, likely from your sponsor. Um, 
Now, yeah. I don't know if the sponsors have like allocated payments throughout the year or if they just front it up and then you, you work off of that. What do you think about these teams kind of um, folding out so quickly? Uh, well, I mean, from a sponsor's perspective, yeah, I mean, they, they've got to pull the trigger quick. Um, and, you know, I I don't know, two schools of thought, right? They're either in it or they're not, right? If, yeah. if this is going to be a short-term problem, we all cross our fingers that, you know, 2021 is going to kick off the season just as normal as it would be. Um, sure, the world's definitely going to be different. It's not going to be the same, but we're still going to be able to, you know, have those races and, uh, and we'll still need to field those teams and have, have, you know, you're, you're still going to have the audience. Um, but, uh, I, I think, I think they're, you know, but again, pro cycling, uh, uh sponsorships, I mean, it's, it's, uh, a ri- you know, it's, it's like having a yacht, man. There, it, there's no payback. Right? right. I mean, there really isn't. There, there may have been in the, you know, obviously the Lante days, we everybody talked about that. Um, but, uh, and, and again, I think it was more of a feel good deal back then as well. But, um, I, I think, you know, you've got guys that have grown up in the sport have been around it a lot, uh, are now sponsors of the sport at some point, it's, you know, and, and maybe this is kind of the, the, the not want to say knife in the back, but the, you know, the, 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 you know, the last straw that kind of brings it down a bit, but, um, I, man, I don't, I don't, I don't see as many teams next year. And if they do, they're just going to, the budget's going to be a lot less than they are this year. Um, and you know, you've got guys that have crossed over into gravel experience, right? Right. I mean, that's, there's another, I mean, we, we, we're always talking about how do we bring more cyclists to the sport, more racers. I mean, that conversation's been going on for the last five years. And, you know, now you've, you've got this shuddering and, and uh, you know, basically the, the UCI being gutted of all their, all their, all their events for the year. And yeah, it's, it's tough. What do you, I mean, there's, there's really no answer. Uh, but I, you know, I'm, I kind of feel good for the, the guys that did take that advantage of, of going out and, and, you know, like Stetna and, and those guys that are, you know, trying to reinvent, not reinvent themselves, but going and having, I guess, let's call it more fun, but, you know, trying to expand on that, that gravel experience. I, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, it's tough. What are you going to do? Uh, from a, from a spectator's point, I, I'm, it's going to suck. I love watching these races of, of uh, throwing them up on a TV and training to them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Do you have an answer for this? <laughs> um, I think, well, I, I don't know about an answer, <clears throat> just more conversation, but it really is, um, and I've, and I've talked about this kind of on, on this show previously is kind of the economics of cycling. Okay. And we yeah. are not, we're not, we're not, uh, it's just even so weird. Just reading Jonathan Vodder's book, the last one. I don't know. What did we lose yeah. John? Okay. Uh, yeah. My, my battery's dying. Hang on. A second. All right. Sorry, back in. You there? Yeah. I'm going to do one thing too. My, uh, there we go. Okay. Okay. So, um, oh, snap. (laughs) What are you working on over there? Um, I've got a, 
Pete's coffee in honor of Zimmy. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my my thinking on the uh, the economics of cycling is, and, and I was just going to say, I don't know if you've read Jonathan Vodder's book, which I, I have, and he talks there where, you know, teams are not, it's not like, let's, let's compare it with, um, you know, professional uh, basketball, right? Where you have all these owners and then they have these facilities and then they have a TV deal that they, revenue sharing and, and revenue sharing without the league. This is not the case with cycling. You know, there's there's owners, and, and matter of fact, what I was bringing up Vodders was, and I'll have to double check on this, but my understanding was Slipstream owned the team, but when they went to EF, they decided to divest themselves and EF was basically taken over. So there's an ownership that's a sponsor connection, which is a much different thing than, or maybe, I don't know, maybe, or, or it's closer. But the, the economics of cycling is just, you know, sponsors come and go. You don't have this city. You don't have this, you know, a specific owner that comes and stays there and they can collect off of, you know, uh, uh, entry fees and blah, blah, blah. So you've got such a weird situation of cycling. And now, now you have, um, you know, this whole kind of decimation here. Um, maybe, you know, look, I also heard women cycling was saying, hey, we could probably withstand this much better than the men. We're, our budgets are so thinned as it is, which means they, right. they're not paying their women riders, but um, it's so thin as it is, they could probably come out of this without much much of a problem, whereas the ones that might only can be able to come out of this are like Ineos, right? So, um, right. so I, maybe there will be a full restructuring of this. It'll be so bad that um, ASO, as an example, their only way to be able to keep the riders going and functioning is to do revenue sharing with their, you know, the TV revenues. I mean, if they had an actual plan for that, I think it would create so much stability within this sport that, um, something we haven't seen at all. And, but I don't know what, any idea or a thought well, process no, on you, how you, you bring up, is- you bring, you bring up a good point. Cause if you look at the aftermath of this, you know, <laughs> let's say there's only going to be three power teams left in the entire pro cycling world and and we're going to go watch three the same three teams battle it out the next two five years right yeah other yeah yeah but have you thought about that like um how different cycling is compared to the other sports and any kind of i i want some i almost feel like i want to talk to some economist that's you know really thinking about something that but that has never thought of this sport and it's got to be they they're i'm sure they're thinking about it and i guess it would be um you know uh brett Brent Brooke Walter saying, oh, this is when we really need a strong writer's union. I don't know if this is the time that you're concerned about that because the teams don't have money. So what, what's the writer union going to do? Maybe later on there's a, a, a role for that. But what do you – I want something thought of of a different way to structure this because it is, it's a, it's an amazing sport. Uh, not everyone could go and do gravel. I still love the the dynamics of the, the tour and that kind of racing. Yeah. So I, I, I'm looking for answers out there and some unique perspectives. And I'm, I thought maybe yeah. you'd, you'd well, do okay. Yeah, no, I, well, <laughs> you know, I, I don't run any pro teams. I don't, I don't bankroll any of them. Unfortunately, um, it'd be nice to have that kind of disposable income, right. but uh, um, I spend too much money on wine and uh, other activities. <laughs> 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 no, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think, look, just like every, everybody's talked about for the last five to 10 years, you know, the, Pro cycling, the, the the whole system has been the status quo and has not changed much. Right. Um, so yeah, should should it be redesigned, redeveloped? Maybe. I, 
absolutely. Whatever whatever we can do to kind of bring some life back into it after this would be would be helpful. But you know, I, I think you've got just a certain amount of hierarchy in there that's just not going to make any changes. And you know, well, it's been working great for fifty years. Why change it? Question that I was thinking about for you is so. Uh, you know, like we're missing, uh, we're missing all these races during the year. Um, and on a local level, uh, you're out, you've put on a race before. So let me ask you, so what are the promoters going through right now? Is this, is this kind of a relief for some of them that they don't have to, maybe we're canceling it. So you don't have to worry about that. Or have they invested to the races where this can actually potentially, um, we come back, everything's swinging normal. Are we going to be losing a bunch of races next year? What do you think of, of as someone who's promoted a race? <clears throat> that that's a great question you know uh, from my perspective i put on one race knowing that i probably would only put on one race mm-hmm. so i was and it was a smaller one i had a lot of support from the, from the city um and from from the county so it was um you know we we got lucky and kind of broke even on that deal otherwise it would have cost quite a bit of money um but you know if you're, if you're buying, look at the, like Vela promo, all these promoters that have been doing it for so long and they've got so much equipment, so much time put into, you know, developing these courses, um, the, the amount of staff that they have. I mean, it's, there's just so much, yeah, there's a lot of volunteers out there, but, um, you know, those aren't guarantees. So, so for people who've been doing it a long time, that's tough, right? I mean, right. I, I would be, you know, and it was kind of a, we were all struggling to try and bring more people to the races. You know, I'm guilty as charged too. Like I don't go to a lot of races. We all know that, right? I show up to a couple, you know, a few in the the the, the, the winter months. Um, once the summer kind of hits, I'm, you know, tied up with family and doing other things, and then you know maybe try I try and strategically get it get to a race here and there. But uh, like Golden State, I really enjoy that one. It just happens to work out with the family calendar. Um, but yeah, no, it's I mean from it's 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 hard. I mean. I, I would I would almost feel relieved, but you, you're not. There's not a huge amount of outlay leading up to to a race, right? But again, unless you're buying a lot of the equipment and and stuff leading up to it, like you know pins and and, and number plate numbers, yeah, yeah, and, uh, supplies. But but you know it's really the cost of you know closing the roads, having police escorts, police uh, patrolling, uh, the venue costs. Um, that kind of stuff can be, you know, mitigated ahead of time. I mean, if you're, you know, you have to be uh, Jonathan Baker on, he was talking about that gravel race that he did, you know, leading up to everybody kind of being sheltered in place. And, you know, they, they had it ready to go. It was done. Like they would have lost a ton of money if they had to shut it down days in advance. So right. If you're given a few weeks or a week or two uh, heads up, it, it tends to even, even the blow or listen to blow a little bit, but yeah, I, I, you know, if it, it was my full-time racket, that'd be tough. I've been, I mean, I can't imagine, I can't imagine how these guys have been just struggling for years trying to make these things bigger. But, you know, flip side of that, though, look at look at the gravel experience. I mean, why are, yeah, I mean, I know we're all talking about, um, you know, bringing road racing and doing more road races and, you know, you know the gravel experience is hot it's awesome i mean as a promoter i would have i would have shifted gears you know a few years ago and said this, i'm going to hold these, a couple of these races there um, I, I keep asking you know, people and, and i ask this of baker as well uh, why the interest in gravel i mean you're getting big crowds out there um, it's kind of like a grand fondo. Is that, is that, is, are people soft now and they just want to, you know, um, and I say that in a joking way, 
but I mentioned this to him as well. Don't, you know, don't, don't call Jonathan Baker soft. No, no, no. Uh, no I mean, I'm, nothing what he did on that race was soft. <laughs> no, not. Thank you for the helping me on that one. No, what I mean is people will do them and they will, you know, they're, they're just finishing. And it's not like a crit where you start getting lapped and they're pulling you out. So you at least get a finish. It's more like a marathon. I mean, a marathon would probably be a better example because you have the guys at the front that are slaying it. And then you have the other ones that are, you know, dressed up and, and you know, whatever costume and they're they're just having a good time. It's Mardi Gras on the streets and they're finishing and they get a 26-2 sticker uh, because they, they finished it. Um, and I guess it's maybe that more, that, and that's what I mean, kind of the, the diff softening people, right? Where um, you're finishing, you're not really competing. And so maybe there's a lot of that. But then again, I've not done these races. I'm just kind of assuming because – but it's got to be that way, right? With the mass amount of people that are doing them in comparison. This is a few years ago. Um, we did a race. I don't even remember what it was, but it was here in – oh, it was – maybe it was uh, Winchester. And at the same time, there was a race like up in Nevada City, kind of like mountain biking, gravel. And it was hundreds of people up there and just you know, a few randoms at Winchester. So what, any reason in your mind why these are such big events? That was yeah, a big I mean, like ramble. Said, so. just – no, no, no. It's like, I mean, imagine if you're going to get pulled from, from a marathon after the first five miles, if you haven't made the 10K cut, you know, first, right. first six miles, you haven't made the 10K cut off, right? You better train. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, but it's like, you know, I don't know. I, I, that's, that's, so, so why are you not doing a lot of, um, you know, uh, uh, pro races then? How come you're not showing up and, and, you know, playing it out with those guys. It, not that you couldn't, Tyler, but I, I'm just saying that it would not be fun for me to no. go and try and no. at my at my age and, and with my ability to train, even my and my limited physical ability. Period. But to go, you know, ride 120 miles with these young kids in the P12 field, right? Um, I just it wouldn't be fun for me. It just right. wouldn't be fun. No, but, yeah, I, mean, I, I but, guess so. Maybe. I mean, for for me personally, gravel has a great appeal to it. I I'm pretty pumped to to try try a lot of it uh, in the next coming years because it is. It's like a festival. It's fun. Like you show up, people are. So you know, somebody tried to explain to me kind of how triathlon was before I got into it, and I I was given you know kind of the rundown where, and I've experienced it personally. It's like triathlon is kind of like grassroots mountain bike racing. You know. Or, or cyclocross. It's like cyclocross is like so fun. Everybody's laughing, having a good time. It's it could be the most. I mean, who shows up to a bike race when it's pouring rain and you know could be snow on the ground. There's mud everywhere. And you're like, yeah, I'm I'm pinning a number on. I'm gonna go racing this. It's yeah, fun, right? right? right. You're, you're laughing because you haven't crashed around every corner that you've gone around. You're slipping. It's it's a hoot. You're suffering at the same time, but it's fun. Um, and people are pretty laid back, and it's beers afterwards. Maybe beers during. You know, of course, right? Um, Triathlon was kind of like the same way. I mean, everybody was super friendly, super nice. It was just kind of different. Mountain bike racing, again, kind of that that just fun, but you had that kind of upper level of guys that were, you know, willing to knock you out of the way to get by. Uh, and then road racing was just kind of this different feel. Yeah, you, you go to a road race, and it, I, I think in the master's ranks, like, it's awesome. Well, I don't know. I, maybe it's changed a lot over the years, but uh, – you know, when I first got into it, you know, it was very, I don't want to say stodgy, but just people were just like, what, you know, what's your plan? Don't tell me your plan. I don't know. I mean, don't, don't, talk, don't listen to us. Don't. 
it, it, it is very you know, much that way. I mean, when I was first even racing, you know, there was always, oh, as soon as you, you move up a category, oh, you, you know, the, oh, the guy, you know, you're a three now. You look down at the fours because we didn't have fives back then. That's how long ago I started. Um, oh, you, uh, you know, look at that four. And then you move up to a two. Oh, look at that three. And it just keeps going. And um, when I kind of came back to this, my goal was to kind of, not be that guy and to kind of, you know, try to embrace everybody. And, and actually I felt, felt that it had actually changed itself a little bit along the lines, but there's still that, yeah. right. I mean, as soon as you upgrade, you think the other guy is, is nothing. Um, I thought you would have got into, uh, what would have drawn you into uh triathlon was the sleeveless jerseys. No, that, that's, that, that <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah, that, that was it. Was that was the first skin suit I wore, though? I, I Sleep, liked sleeveless skin felt. suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, little, a little awkward. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. And the cats off to I think uh, the NorCal Masters team uh, crew. Just everybody out there. Like, it is such a fun environment to go race. Again, even if you're a knucklehead, yeah. three, four, whatever. You know. You, you know. Uh, yeah. I have. It's funny, people people think I have all this racing experience, but again, I literally only race maybe eight or nine races a year where guys were doing thirty and forty. So right. you know, it's it's just fun to 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 be included in the group and, and you know, the camaraderie between people. It's 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 pretty awesome. I, I enjoy it, but yeah. It's it's been, people take a little serious. When did when did you get going into cycling? Because uh, you know, I I first found out about you when I came back like 2012, and you were on the lead out team. And obviously, you well, you and I are teammates now. And yeah. if you want to talk about the great lead outs that you get from your teammates, you go ahead. No, but so how did, <laughs> how long had you been in cycling, and, and what got you in? What got you into the sport? Was it through the triathlon angle? Yeah, no, actually, so I, I started riding a bike um, in, uh, was it 98, uh, in Reno. I was living in Reno, going to school there, and uh, bought a mountain bike from a shop, had a roommate, and he's like, yeah, ride mountain bikes, let's go do this. And uh, so I, I, I knew a bunch of guys in the ski industry that rode bikes, and you know, I kept complaining about getting dropped going up hills, and they said, oh, you got to get a road bike, you, you, know, ride, you ride that during the week, and so I ended up getting one of those and kind of fell in love with it just because you could ride from your, you didn't have to drive anywhere with your bike. You just roll out your garage and be gone for three, four hours and come back. It was, it was fun. I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, always had kind of a powerful kick. So flats always were fun, but uh, um, yeah, so that, that kind of got me into it. Then moved over the hill, hooked up with the Tufts brothers, just, Racing a bit with Bike Planet back in the day, and then right, uh, right. Yeah, started our, our lead out team. Yeah. And then so you was, had to get, you had to get rid of your football body, right? I mean, cycling a little bit different. Yeah, than... that that was that this little difference. So uh, yeah, when I checked into camp to play ball um, years ago, was it ninety six, ninety five, something like that? Yeah, I was a little over two hundred forty pounds, and uh, that doesn't that doesn't go well. <laughs> That doesn't that doesn't work well on a bike no. <laughs> at all, <laughs> right? But uh, uh, yeah, it, no, it, it, that's always been a struggle for me because I've always just been a bigger guy. Um, you know, if I do too much yard work, I gain muscle mass. And... <laughs> that, that's your excuse. <laughs> at least that's my excuse. That's my excuse. Right. I give my wife all the time. Hey, like, hey, oh, hey, I'm hey. not digging. Yeah, whoa, whoa. I, I, can't, I can't shovel I, this bark. Uh, you know, I, I got a climbing race coming up. I, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, because I do so well at those. Right. Yeah. 
people, my yeah. wife's like, hey, go work out. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't have a. I don't have that going on. So I'm. I'm. I'm pretty good. Yeah. I just need to lose a little weight. Yeah. All right. So all. It, any any anything. Uh, what, look, we're going to be quarantined for a while. What are you? What are your kind of your writing plans? Because uh, I know you and I. We went out and we distanced each other. We parked across from the parking lots, uh, and we went out to Mosquito Ridge and did a, a good climbing <laughs> section out there. Um, and I know you went and tried to take some of your KOM. Are is that kind of going to be your deal? Is just like. I personally am just kind of, like I said, I'm writing, I'm doing some specific things. And then I'm just going to try to go and take some KOMs back that I've lost. Maybe that's, uh, is that any, I mean, what's, what's the goal right now? Just my, mentally? I mean, actually, it's probably the best thing. Yeah, mentally, it's kind of cool not to have any pressure or, you know, not, not that there's all this pressure, right? I mean, right. but you always kind of, you, you kind of load yourself up in the respect of any event coming up, right? Right. But, uh, you know, just the love of riding a bike. It's been fun. Just going out with no agenda. I don't care what I do. Um, yeah, there's certain days where I've started to go back out to some climbs, you know, short little punchy stuff and try and, you know, try and try and get back to maybe my PRs, what I was doing when I was really, really riding well. Um, so, yeah, no, that's, it's kind of, what are we training for? Like you were saying, like, who knows, right? I, you know, I'm, I just, I just love riding my bike. You know, you talk about, um, you know, racing and, and, you know, the amazing lead outs I get. It's fantastic. Like, like, like I, I just, I love being shepherd to the front and kind of where I need to be and being told what to do to some degree. And, uh, you know, you know, once, once the, kind of the curtain gets pulled, it's like, like a bull, like I see red and that's, you know, just go. But, um, I, I don't know. There's just, I, I don't have any events, nothing lined right. up, right? Other than 2021, maybe. Yeah. I just, I just, I don't know. We, 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 so yeah, we did. We rode Mosquito Ridge and just, it was, it was glorious, right? It right. was rainy, it was cold, it hailed a little. I mean, it was, it was uh, an amazing day just to be on the bike. Cause I don't know, just it, maybe their pressure's off to some degree, but it's still good to pedal. Uh, right. And, and just personally, as I was even, 12, 15 pounds overweight. I put my best, um, power number, I think for, uh, 20 for an hour. I did it. I did a 40 minute climb. Uh, well, some of the best numbers I've ever done. It was, it was ridiculous. I don't know what the, but that's my, my point on that is we're not, there's, I don't anticipate really any racing this year, but, um, at my age really cares and it's mentally, I need to get out there and that's a fun thing to do is to go out there. You know, that's a great thing about power, power meters and Strava and whatnot is you can still set these individual goals. So, uh, that was, that was, uh, that was good for me. And I, I want to ask you a real quick question. So you're into sprinting, you're a good sprinter. Um, is it ever a problem being a sprinter knowing that, you know, at the last few minutes of the race last few laps it's all on you do you ever have a problem with that not really i mean it's you know i mean because you win you win so there's a it's not like oh oh you know i got 10th i mean you win so we expect you to do something so i would just just to put it in perspective um it's a problem for me (laughs) for me because i've got to lead you out but you do such a good job that it's that I, I do what I have to do because I, I know you're going to expect it and you know, you're going to be there. So, um, it's kind of, I mean, just every once in a while, I was like, oh, I'd like to be that guy that just gets to sit up. No, 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 no. I love, I love, I love having that torch, but here, here's the flip side of that. Like, so 
you know, just like I think every team has the same kind of dynamic. Like you've got the guys that I mean, each of each is each team member trains hard in the back of their mind when they're out on their spin bike or out doing their solo rides and training. They're like they throw in that extra effort, right? They put that they they yeah. throw their leg over the bike a few more times than they normally would just to get some more mileage in and some intensity in because they know that on on race day, like you know, being able to make a plan and have it work and have other people rely on you. It's important, right? Yeah. I, I think, I think that's what team members thrive on. Like the people just don't show up and go, like, oh, you know, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't trained at all for the last two months. So I'm just going to come out, you know, which is still part of the game, right? Still right. come out and have fun. And, right. And, right. But, uh, but there's just something about being able to put a plan together and, and make it work. But um, I, I kind of like that, that pressure, if you want to call it that, but just, you know, the, Hey, you know, we're, we're, we're doing this for you. And if it comes together, we're doing it for you. And so you better come through. And, um, I like that. And I don't know that, you know, you ever try to describe cycling to, you know, the, the, someone you work with, one of your employees, you know, coworkers. Uh, and it, it's, it's to the point for me, I almost don't ever because it's, you know, you try to say, Oh, well, it's a team sport. Well, or like, Hey, you race this weekend. How did you do? Well, Okay, John won. Okay, it wasn't me, but you, you don't understand. I did. I did good work for him, or you know, whatever. And and it's hard to understand, but it really is when you you know there could be that one person that takes you know does something with three laps to go that was very instrument. It was a great move. You know, they they were on the front for half a lap or whatever on your team, and it was very important to have this happen at this time because you had a plan in place right. and they were executing right. it. And that's so hard to kind of describe to someone, the layperson. But that's what's fun. You know, our last or race there, the Lampard going the season opening, and our whole team came together and you won one in the morning and then um, Jeff won in the afternoon and uh, it was it was so exciting right and 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 it is pretty cool to see a team that team aspect that you're going to miss if you just do gravel that's my point no 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 yeah you know you're right and it, that was a fun day I mean um, that the second race of the 35s race was was pretty pretty fun um, just watching the dynamic of everybody looking at everybody and kind of who was watching who and yeah you know everybody seemed to be watching three different people and then up the road goes jeff and the crew and it's like oh this is so beautiful to watch and yeah that was that was just i had the biggest grin on my face no you know after i found out he won it was just yeah so cool yeah and, and that, but that, yeah no i mean obviously you miss that in gravel sure absolutely yeah I, I think as long as I'm competitive enough to make a difference in a race, and, you know, that's obviously the draw too, but, you know, gravel, gravel is kind of fun. I mean, the, the venues are, are pretty cool places that they hold them at. So um, it's a little different than the business parks, but, you know, and it, the other thing for me is that it could be kind of more of a family environment too. Mm. So things for the kids to do and, and, you know, it makes my wife happy to go visit, you know, a different location that, right she can spend some time on that too. Yeah. So what's your, okay. So that's going to be my goal this next year. Then I'm going to try to do a gravel race, but I think you're, I need you're going to, you're going to ride the dirt. You're going to, you're going to actually ride the dirt. Right. I've, I've ridden in dirt. 
<laughs> uh, you know, we did that uh, Fish Rock race, or we didn't do the race. We did the ride last year in Boonville. You did the ride, yeah. Right. And I, besides the fact that it was super steep, I thoroughly enjoyed Now, that that's the kind of dirt I could totally handle. It didn't look like anything like, you know, what Jonathan Baker's talking about where it's so slogged. Yeah, no, I don't think that. I don't, yeah, Fish Rock is not your typical gravel ride. That's uh, more road well, with a little bit of gravel. But I, I imagine with a gravel bike, a lot of that would be a little better. So, um, it's you know, I... I'm not the worst at it. I mean, I could learn. So maybe I just need to get a no, gravel you, you bike. Can, you can handle you. Yeah, you can handle a bike. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, I know that. All right. Well, maybe that'll be the goal. Um, if I ever be able to get back to work, I mean, that's that's the goal. No. Hey, you want to get a bike? You know, we're gonna pay rent. Uh, you know, my office. We're gonna pay <laughs> right. the mortgage. We're gonna get some food, <laughs> and then we'll talk about that uh, afterwards. So maybe that'll be the structure. Yeah. All right. That's a good plan. Uh, yeah, that's a good plan. <laughs> hey, um, any anything last you want to say? Before we, we close out here, any uh, any bike-related, non-bike-related uh, issues that John is really... Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I, I'll tell you. So I did go pick up this new bike, um, and I was I was down at the shop, pulled some bike, and went and actually got to see Aaron Wilson. That was kind of cool because literally walked in. I hadn't seen other humans in quite some before you go Before you go there... Um, tell me because they're open and so and i and i believe they're on the essential you know list of of of, of and so they're there talk to just a little bit about what what it was like going in there in this time period and encourage those to you know do they need to go out to get uh, to the local yeah. bike store yeah i mean um yeah they're they're open obviously and uh, i think they're pretty busy um but I would definitely recommend people need to go get whatever they need to get to enjoy the outdoors. That's the place. Um, you know, they were, I obviously had made my order ahead of time. And so was able to just go pick it up. They had it ready for me waiting. It wasn't a thing where I'd, uh, you know, um, you know, take it from like five different handholds or something like that. No, it was, it was, it was pretty seamless and, 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 and they pretty much have a lot of stuff in stock. So, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was easy experience. Um, yeah, it almost felt like that, you know, they hadn't, like, there's nothing was really different going on other than they were just keeping a distance and uh, we're aware of that. But yeah. Probably a really clean shop as well and just making sure everything's all good to go. Oh, yeah. is, that, is that what you want to finish out with, uh, with the, the bike then? Yeah, I guess so. Unless, I mean, Unless you're, uh, you got a little bit more bourbon going here. What are you drinking? What well, tell you what, we'll do. We, I mean, you and I, we'll, we'll, we'll close out this for everybody. Uh, you and I will stay on the line, and we'll have a, a little friendly conversation, and maybe they do that. But it was all. But so, John, thank you for coming on here, talking cycling with us. Totally appreciate it. We'll have you back because you and I just need to to talk cycling. So, thank you. Uh, thanks to everybody. Between Two Wheels podcast episode one sixty nine. Check us out YouTube, anywhere else, uh, Facebook join in the conversation and hope everyone is uh, having a fun time riding. Thanks, John. Thank you.